Today on The Topic Show, Vivek and Javier Millet go viral on X Twitter. Nikki Haley, I'm a woman of my word tweet backfires. Big tech political campaign donations show major bias. Mercedes scraps their plan of being 100% EV by 2030. Ford drops the price of the Mustang EMOC. Bud Light, Zach Bryan, and Shane Gill's tweet flops. And GunSafe is being recalled after more than 90 reports of being able to bypass the locking mechanism. All of that and much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of The Topping Show is proudly sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. I say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of the month, so if you could click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Mercedes scrapping their plan of being 100% EV by 2030. Well, who could have called it? Oh, yes, myself, as well as a myriad of pretty much most Americans have a modicum of intelligence. Well, perhaps that's not more than a handful, but nevertheless, yes, pretty much every automotive company is backtracking or backpedaling, whatever metaphor you prefer, with the whole EV initiative as the adoption rate is continuing to just decrease in the United States, perhaps because people don't want disposable cars that will be worthless in five to seven years when the battery breaks, perhaps because people are concerned about their privacy and having a basically a computer on wheels that can be controlled remotely so easily, or perhaps they actually want a vehicle that's gonna be a good ROI and better for the environment and not taking such a copious amounts of mining materials for the lithium as well as a myriad of other things that contribute to its negative footprint in most cases. Now, this comes to us thanks to witchcar.com, which A plus for marketing, they you know exactly what they're gonna be talking about. And of course, Mercedes says, you know, the goal of EVs are hybrids. So now they're gonna reintroduce their focus on the hybrids. So the goal for them is gonna be accounting for 50% of the sales has also been delayed back five years of that as well. So even that goal has been kicked, that can has been kicked down the road. This company CEO said instead, Mercedes will adopt a flexible strategy to meet quote, peaks and throws of the EV transition, unquote. Now they're saying it'll be well into the produced internal combustion engines well into the next decade, which again, granted Mercedes is in my, or my particular, how should I say this? I don't think I'd ever buy a Mercedes, but if I were to be forced to buy a Mercedes, perhaps I won the lottery and became inebriated with Bud Light, so I didn't want a manual transmission, which that would never happen. But nevertheless, if I had to buy a Mercedes, I can't but think the best one would probably be the good old V8, I mean, the good old Mercedes GT, I mean, AMG, that they still make some cool stuff. It'd be even cooler with three pedals, obviously, but I don't know. I can't help but wonder how many people really want an electric Mercedes. I mean, maybe a few people? Well, apparently not enough. Now, in terms of the sales statistics, they note that in 2023, electric car sales made up 11% of Mercedes sales in Europe, while combined EV hybrid sales account for 19%. So, even not, not even one out of every four Europeans wanted it. When asked for additional comments, they say, quote, rather the CEO Ola Kalangnes says, quote, we want to make clear to consumers and investors that we will make use of a flexible strategy, unquote. He also said, quote, as an incumbent, you need to have a double hedge, unquote. Which, yeah. I mean, pretty much every automotive company is doing this, it's not just Mercedes, it's also, you know, Ford, General Motors. A lot of them are starting to decrease their investments in EVs. And again, I don't know how many people really want an electric Mercedes. I mean, don't get me wrong. We just looked at the sales. 10% said, sure, oh, granted, that was also in Europe, which, we're talking about the total car market, United States is per, one of the largest, most important ones. And, yeah, let me know in the comments. Have you, I've seen one EV Mercedes on the road myself, personally. Now, granted, that's just anecdotal experience, living in the good old state or some might debate the country of Texas. But let me know, have you ever seen a Mercedes electric vehicle on the road, and would you ever be inspired to purchase one? As always, be fascinated here, what you have to say. Other interesting business use, you have Ford dropping the price on the Mustang EMOC because, well, very few people wanted it. Now, to be clear, the Mustang EMOC is the bastardized cousin, has nothing to do with the good old Mustang that you and I know and love. The good old original Mustang, the one that comes with a V8 and a manual transmission, also known as having three pedals, the best way bar none to enjoy an automotive experience. And truth be told, the winner of the Pony Wars, as 
Mary Barrow, the CEO of General Motors, thought in her infinite, what's the opposite of wisdom? Blindness, foolishness. She thinks they're going to turn, she's going to turn the Camaro into a two-door electric SUV. That's what's going to become of the Camaro. A Dodge, the new the Dodge Challenger Charger, those are going to be apparently electric. And then the rumor, I think is might be confirmed, a inline six internal combustion engine. Which, again, going from the good old V8 Hemi American Muscle that Dodge was so so well known for, to electric and a straight six. I mean, there's a time and place for everything for a straight six. It's called a BMW. They've mastered that platform for decades, and that's kind of the expectation. To go from a good old V8 Hemi to that, that's got to be unpalatable, disappointing to say the least. Now, all that said and done, the Mustang E-Mach was Ford's foray into the EV community. It's an electric SUV amalgamation type of vehicle. And it does, ugh, they, even put, I, they even put the Mustang logo on the grill. Well, granted, it's an electric vehicle. It doesn't even need a real grill. It's the just the face, the placard of the vehicle. So they even put the pony on that, which, again, abhorrent to say the least. Now... Ford says they're slashing the 2023 uh, Mustang E-Mach price by up to $8,100. Now, granted, it better be a mail-in rebate because the dealers aren't... We'll see how many dealers actually pass through that savings when... I remember one dealership was actually selling a Ford F-150 Lightning for $125,000 over MSRP, calling a, calling a market adjustment. Now, even more important thing is someone foolishly enough paid for that. So they basically paid double what the MSRP is for an electric pickup truck manufactured by Ford. Which again, people always make fun of the dealerships for doing these types of things. I, don't forget to make fun of the people who are paying those prices. Now, they also note that in terms of they're giving up $8,100, they're also going to offer a 0% APR, which that might help a little bit because, again, one of the biggest detriments to the automotive community right now, very similar to the housing market, is the very high interest rates. So high relative to our lifetime. And that's putting the brakes on a lot of these purchases, pun moderately intended it's quite depressing to look at the calculator from the mortgages and every once in a while I'll, I'll dream and think maybe one day i'll have my own house and i'll put in the calculation for the numbers put in the maybe a little base or a down payment and then i play with that little interest rate percentage and oh dear god it is utterly depressing when you compare what it used to be when i have a couple of friends that are locked in at two percent and truth be told my parents back in the day had a 0.5 percent mortgage rate or something like that, i believe that was around back in the day and now it's like 67%. And you see the delta in the monthly payments, you're like, it's, this isn't economically feasible, well, at least for me. So that's been also hurting the automotive community when again, an automobile, automobile is one of those expensive things that you're gonna buy in your lifetime. And a lot of these places, you look at the APR and calculate the monthly payments, see how much you're going to pay for the interest versus the principal. It, it can get quite daunting and a little bit disappointing depending on what your rates are. Now, looks like each EMOC stream level will get a pretty, they say hefty MSRP price drop. Now, perhaps as a pun because it's hefty is known as they're known for basically being a manufacturer of trash bins or trash you know, liners. So you have the little trash liner that you put into the trash bin to put your trash in. Then when it gets filled up, you take it out. So that's the hefty bag. When they say hefty, perhaps they're insinuating that this amalgamation of a vehicle belongs in the trash bin. You'd have to break it up into many, many pieces in order to fit it in there. More likely you need some part of a large dumpster now, I don't think that was a pun they were going for, but let's say it was and smile a little bit. Now, they say it's going to get a hefty MSRP drop along with 0% financing for 72 months or a, quote, red carpet, 7,500 lease incentive, depending on which route you choose. The only caveat is that these discounts only apply to leftover 2023 stock, which makes a little more sense because, again, you want to push out that old stuff to make way for the new 2024 model year Mustang EMAC that all 18 people are fervently waiting for. I mean, I'm sure there's people waiting in line to purchase that vehicle. No, I actually, no, I can't even see that the straight. I tried to say that with a straight face. I, I couldn't. Now, they note that while every 2023 Mustang EMAC is cheaper than before, not all prices are dropped equally. The base model EMAC Select E rear-wheel drive will get a $3,100 discount, bringing the MSRP from 41 or 44.793 to $41,695. Oh, after the 1,800 destination fee. The biggest MSRP drops are on the Mustang EMAC Premium Extended Range, both rear-wheel drive and all-wheel drive, and the California Route 1 all-wheel drive with an $8,100 price decrease. And keep in mind, Ford is still at the point where they're losing money on these things every time they sell a single unit. 
So not great news if you're a short investor or short Ford shareholder, because again, these discounts are pretty, they are pretty hefty. I do appreciate that pun the more I think about it. And yeah, I guess they, they got to use them or lose them to say or get them out of there. But let's see here. I just don't see, I don't see this as moving many units. Because again, it might do, it'll move a couple units. So, but I don't know. To me, the concept of the Mustang Emach is supposed to be this foray into electric for Ford. And I don't know. So many people are saying pullback. I mean, Ford said they're going to decrease their battery capability manufacturing in 2024 by 40%. Which is, I know public school systems are all time low, so I'll do a little math here. That's a little bit less than 50%, which is half. So it'll be interesting to see how many people actually swoop in and buy these. But I mean, again, they're also going through the dealership, so we'll see how much they're already marked up. But let me know in the comments would you ever buy a Mustang Emac? I mean, granted, I wouldn't. It only has two pedals, obviously. It's not very fun to drive for me. But let me in the comments, as always, be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the Culture Pro Podcast, you have Bud Light, Zach Bryan, and Shane Gillis video flops. Pretty bad. Now, this is on Bud Light's specific Google, or rather, more specifically, their ex-Twitter account. And they, again, I don't know, perhaps they're inebriated, so they're not very smart in the marketing department there. Or maybe there's only one person left, so their resources are stretched thin. They got to do a lot of things. But... Is all those instances where, again, they failed in many ways. Now, one of the first things I noticed was they didn't actually tag the musician and comedian. So they say in plain text, quote, Zach Bryan, handshake emoji, Shane Gillis. But again, they didn't tag. Yeah, it's about a 16 second clip of some fancy music I can't play because Google will erase me from resistance. Oh, let me mute that trash. And it's Shane drinking beer, Bud Light, so that makes sense. Dancing on the stage while Zach Bryan and the other guys are dancing and singing and attempting to play acoustic guitar. And you got Bud Light in the background, but you only got 157 likes. And this came out a couple days ago, it was last week. It's had time to brew, pun moderately intended, when it comes to the analytics. It got 16,900 views, which again, for actually for a huge comedian and a huge musician, well, huge moderately, pun moderately intended with their weight, but they're pretty well-known musicians and comedians and they didn't tag them, which again, is, I don't know. They can take 18 tenths of a second. Actually, yeah, that'd be over one second, but nevertheless, math aside, they couldn't take a second to properly tag them. And it's only 16 seconds long, so I guess it's not, it's not even a whole music video. It's not even a whole song. So what's the point of this? They're not eliciting Bud Light sales. I guess they're spot, they're bringing forth the fact they sponsor this event that the event is already named after themselves is the Bud Light backdoor backyard tour. I mean, and there's cans of Bud Light all over the stage. So that's at least some good marketing. And Shane Gillis is drinking a Bud Light. I'm actually surprised the camera's not the best. I'm surprised they don't have a big Bud Light logo plastered on Shane's sweater or his hat, but yeah, got 157 likes, which is, again, for a multi-billion dollar brand, nothing. And, I mean, Shane Gillis is hilarious. He's one of the best stand-up comedians. He's, his growth factor is exponentially increasing. I mean, he's getting more and more fans every day. But, yeah, I mean, it would have been better if he did something like a joke about country music. Doing some type of joke instead of, again, because I think he just says one or two things. He says, like, go Bud Light. Or go party. And he dances awkwardly, which, well, I guess that's me too. I dance awkward as hell, but can't call him out too much on that. But not very persuasive of an advertisement. Though perhaps I'm alone with this assessment. Maybe every comment will be giving them accolades and awards saying, I'm going to go out and buy a case of Bud Light right now. We love Zach Byron, Byron and Shane Gills. We love them. I mean, probably not, but let's dive in the comments and find out. Now, one first comments comes from Chris Andre Christensen. I mean, I don't know if this is a good or a bad comment, but it is a uh, smiling emoji with money sign, a handshake, and a smiling emoji with money sign. And that did get two likes. 
Lord three Lord it says W's in the chat. I don't know what that means. No one liked it, but that is there as a statement or reply. Shooter H. Tonsom says, quote, Shane Gill's stand-up 2019, the set that got him fired from SNL. That got two likes. Wow. One of the most popular comments comes from Neil Brown's Fien Finan Naysayer. And they simply say, queer beer, unquote. And then it's a gif that says 100% gay with the animation being the little rainbow, the little lights going back and forth. That got 22 likes. One of the most popular comments. Julia Broderick says, quote, how's the strike going? She got five likes. A kinder, gentler mother effer said, quote, you guys helped me stop drinking, unquote, getting eight likes. Marcus Cropes says, quote, Bud Light backdoor tour, easy not to drink, unquote. No likes, but the statement was there. Caleb Riordan says, quote, dudes will see this and say, hell yeah, unquote, getting five likes. Subway Fails has a picture of Shane Gillis sitting down, and this has to be a, little, a joke, I suppose. There's no quotation marks, but it has text above his name insinuating it's a quote. And it says, quote, I drank one Bud Light, and now I'm full, full, a full-blown homosexual, unquote. Getting 11 likes. Angry Allen says, quote, will they remove their members live on stage, unquote. Getting two likes. George D'Amicus simply has a gentleman in flannel drinking a bush light, giving the no sign with his finger. They got five likes. Edward Thatch says, quote, pay me millions of dollars and I'll go on stage and with your piss water and pretend I like it too, getting seven likes. Stupid Dog said, still not drinking this trash, getting 20 likes. Dr. Memes has a meme of Kathleen Kennedy from South Park saying, make it more lame, unquote, getting five likes. here sure h thompson says quote dave Chappelle requested a joke from shane gillis unquote getting three likes which is just a link to a little that clip jesus little jones says quote are they a couple now congratulations on coming out of the closet unquote getting four likes Let's see here inmate number po 1135809 fulton county jail pretty long profile name says quote so sad seeing this beer brand destroyed. You'll never come back after the insults and zero apology to the lifelong drink beer drinkers. Just why? All over the a misogynist man making fun of women, you choose to reside with the man in the skirt. Bad choice. I'm getting nine likes. Dan Hobbs says, quote, Bud Light, if you like making love to a woman with penises. I'm getting five likes. Logan Edwards said, quote, keep wasting more money on paying these clowns. It isn't coming back. Beer drinkers aren't stupid. We want we aren't drinking your AV trash on cooking three likes. There's not a lot of positive comments here, but we'll keep going. Taxpayer 13549 says, quote, Bud Light's still wasting money by giving it to celebrities in hopes of repairing their brand. You can't spend your way out of destroying your reputation. You still are shitting on your former customers' base, thinking that they're going to be stupid and forget. Uncle King, eight likes. Elon Musk parody account says. Stop buying celebrities and apologize, getting four likes. And granted, there's a big sign that says, show additional replies, including those that may contain offensive material. Of course, they're going to click that bonus button. This simply is a picture of Shane Gillis on SNL from Shooter Thompson saying, quote, podcast episode after SNL fired Shane Gillis, 2019, Matt and Sean's secret podcast, getting two likes. Apollo said, quote, it would have been easier to make a commercial with women in bikinis, unquote, getting three likes, which, yeah, that was his foremost success for Bud Light and Hesher Bush for decades, but they wanted to go after a new audience. Reality says, mm, and it's a picture of, I forget the bald gentleman who dressed up in dresses and stole luggage from airports who had access to the nuclear launch codes, but they have that gentleman as well as standing with, I forget the general that got a sex change, for those two individuals, that got five likes. So not, I guess there's a one or two like neutral statements or replies. And of course, there's the hidden responses from Bud Light, the ones that you really don't want us to see. So of course, we're gonna click that for, or we should click that first. Actually, we'll click that. One's from Mason Bradford. 
says, quote, replying Bud Light, and it's the Teamsters Union say they're going to go on strike, which, yeah, if all the times go on strike, do it now, because no one is going to give a damn. Well, maybe all 18 people who are still buying Anheuser-Busch and Bev products, joking, they still have a fair amount of market share, obviously, but, I mean, in terms of times to strike, the sports ball season is pretty much over. I mean, the Super Bowl is what Americans care about, one of the most events, so that, that big sale's gone. We're, we'll review those analytics later on those sales, but... Yeah, so that's the one. That's a little disappointing. That's the only hidden response. So not very persuasive, not very entertaining. But I don't know. Did this change your mind? Are you really interested in going to go and buy Anheuser Busch and Bev products and inspire you to become a diehard fan again? I mean, probably not. That's not what the sales figures are saying. So I wouldn't be surprised if you said no. But let me know in the comments. As always, be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Other interesting cultural news, you have tech political donations data showing major bias. Well, this isn't so much news since we think a lot of us suspected this for decades or years, but here's some specific analytics around the recent 2020 election, or relatively recent, just in our lifetime. It comes from End Wokeness, and they got 27.5 million views and 48,000 likes, which is quite a few to say the least, and that was after 48 hours, so it had time to brew. I was going to say pun intended, but we're not talking about Bud Light. So, not apt in this case, or really. But, nevertheless. So, End Wokeness says, quote, Google, 13,168 employees donated to Democrats in 2020. 368 donated to the GOP. Which, that's... I mean, I'm not too surprised by that figure, given the Google bias and how the interaction is with the product and what we see every day. But geez, let's get a good old-fashioned calculator out here for a New York minute and see. What does that break down to a percentage? So 368 plus 13, 168. I know public schools are all-time low for, you know, pretty much every testing score. Although the unions, the, the teachers unions say they deserve more money. Fascinatingly enough. But nevertheless, we're going to do a little math here today. So we're going to add those two numbers. So that means... 13,536 13, employees donated in 2020 at Google. So let's do 13,536, so 368 by 13,568. That means 0.0271 of the Google donations went to GOP. So let's do that. Let's turn it into a percentage, which fun little fact for math, which you might not know if you go into public school, you just multiply it by 100. That means of all the donations made from Google employees to politicians, 2.71% went to people in GOP. So not much diversity at Google in terms of, you know, thoughts or politics. Are we surprised? Not really, but it's fascinating to see the specific metrics. Now, Apple had 4,134 employees donate to Democrats in 2020, and 276 to the GOP, which, eh, sounds about right for Apple. You have Meta, which everyone really just calls Facebook still. I'm actually surprised they have the least amount of donations. So Google had 13, granted, those companies are also larger. Now, Meta had 3,958 employees donate to Democrats in 2020, 464 donated to the GOP. So they break it down, they say in 2022, a whopping 70, no, 99.73 of Twitter employees donating to Democrats, which I was going to say, given the old Twitter, it actually sounds low. I'm surprised it wasn't 99.9999999989%. Now, and wokeness continues saying, quote, this is an existential crisis for humanity, especially now with powerful AI models constantly advancing and taking over, unquote. Which, yeah, it certainly is. I'm not sure I see much of a solution since startups in tech are pretty, in terms of having the astronomical impact that those companies have the startups that are really going to compete with them are pretty much non-existent you could perhaps argue that x twitter is a competitor to facebook but that that also was more like a hostile takeover Elon Musk bought the company that wasn't something that was brewed from the ground up we see most an overwhelming majority of those fail on uh, on average now I suspect most people in the comments will probably agree with this statement from End Wokeness because, again, it's clearly a huge political bias. It's no, nowhere even close to 50-50. It's, I mean, overwhelmingly weighted. But let's go to the comments. Maybe everyone doesn't care and there's a 
maybe some people are, all, are truly surprised. I mean, probably not, but let's dive in. And Wokeness responded saying, here are the sources, and it's from Act Blue tracking Twitter donations, and also tracked, you know, Alpha, Amazon. Yeah, spoiler alert, they're all overwhelming for Democrats. Although the first comments comes from Paul Zuppa saying, quote, Big tech is run by the left and they're interfering with U.S. elections. Zuckerberg even donated hundreds of millions of dollars to cheat for the Democrats in 2022. The interference is blatant and it's happening on every platform except X. That's why they're trying to destroy X. That got one, no, 4.5 thousand likes. And specifically, I believe, oh, not Elon. I believe that Mark Zuckerberg donated $400 million into politics in 2022. Just quite a lot, to say the least. Mr. Bicklesworth said, quote, look at the Google AI made, and it was Netflix, Mark Zuckerberg, and his race has been swapped for African-American. So here, Livercrat Media TM says, quote, X needs to move his headquarters from San Francisco ASAP. And it's accompanied by a parking sign. It says, no one, I mean, no one has ever done more harm America than Democrats. We got 3.5 thousand likes. Corn Pop says also don't forget the deep state and yeah that shows every department it says percentage of donations from federal employees going to clinton by agency so let's see here when was this as in 2016 and yeah pretty much every u.s department the lowest percentage is the defense i got 84 percent pretty much everything else is in the low and high 90s agriculture the agriculture department, so people who worked in the agricultural department donated to her 99.4%. Same with the labor department, which I guess, yes, if you just, if you're in the labor department, you want lots of money for doing a little work. 99.4%. The state department, 99%. Justice, 97%. Jeez Louise. Definitely seems all biased. Let's see here. Ryan Tyre says, quote, this is why now more than ever we need unbiased cell phones. We have X for information, but we need an unbiased search engine and phones not run by commies like Apple or Google. Unquote, getting 247 likes, which, yeah, yeah, that's important. I wonder who could actually do a startup to compete with them. Because again, there's probably also issues with the telecom carriers as well, but says Apple and Google, they do control the OS. I mean, no one really owns a BlackBerry anymore, unfortunately. If you see a BlackBerry nowadays, it's a simple licensing agreement. It actually uses the Android, which again, Google owns the Android platform or the operating system for that cell phone category. So the real OG BlackBerry, they have their own operating system. Those are unfortunately long gone. Well, they don't work anymore. They're not around in actual usage. Let's see. Gman68 says, "Quote: It's simple. We deregulated the phone industry in the '90s. Why not break up Google? Break up Google? It's a monopoly. Or if my favorite inventor, tech mastermind Elon Musk, could invent a phone and search engine, game over. Thanks for all you do, Elon Musk. 643 likes, which I don't think is possible to break up Google. Because again, I guess the major thing people are concerned about is the access to the equal access to all information." not having the information fed in a way in which it obfuscates the truth or only gives you a one particular set of data given on political ideologies and even if you were to try to have google sell off adsense which is their advertising arm which fuels and how you interact with things like youtube how would you go around i mean you have the google search engine but again i'm not sure it's i don't know how you go around breaking up Google or even if it's technologically possible. I mean, granted, I'm sure every like every company has micro-segmentation with certain categories of products, but with Google is just so all-encompassing and they have thousands of pet projects that go nowhere. They're notorious for starting a project and then abandoning it. I mean, just like Google Fiber, Strata, and a bunch of other things. But yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't think it's, let me know in the comments, do you think it's possible for Google to be technologically broken up and if so do you think the government would ever have the appetite to do so it's been quite a few it's been quite some time since the government has done anything to break up a company in that methodology i mean telecom was probably the biggest one um standard oil back in the day was another one of the largest uh, monopoly breakups although ironically they actually helped rockefeller become one of the richest man on the planet because 
while they broke up his company, they, he had he was given equity in all the other ones, and of course they all did pretty well. So kind of funny and ironic how that broke it out. Scott Macklin, or sorry, Burke Macklin says, quote, sounds like those companies aren't very good at diversity. They demand of others, unquote, getting 817 likes, which, yes, 110% true. No one ever talks, or very few people talk about the importance of diversity of thought, which, again, depending on your situation, what kind of business you're doing, you really do need to have a myriad of ideas and have the best ideas through the service. Scrolling down. Mahatma, someone, par oh, it's a parody of Gandhi account. Says, why isn't anyone talking about this? And it's Biden sniffing, grabbing a girl by her arm inappropriately, and then sniffing her, getting 1,000 likes, which is quite a few to say the least. A lot of people are doing the memes of George Orwell's book, 1984, getting 451 likes, and another book everyone should read, but granted, they don't read good books in many public schools, they're reading just modern garbage, pushing ideology and not actual good, solid American values and philosophical ideals that to debate, but nevertheless, the right guy says, quote, X is probably still a major leftist workforce based on how many times I've been locked out for speaking the truth, unquote, getting 402 likes, which, again, I'm sure a fair amount of people who are ideologically on the left are part of X Twitter, but I think he's gotten rid of a lot of them, and again, in terms of free speech, Elon, I would argue, is certainly doing the best because he got, a, he allowed Alex Jones to get back on the platform, which... Tell you what you want about Alex Jones. He's certainly very bombastic and entertaining. It's quite concerning when he is often many times and you have to put another dollar into the Alex Jones' right jar. But that's the pertness. For, to me, I think that's a perfect litmus test to see does someone, does someone really agree or believe in free speech? Which again, a wise man once said, I don't, might not agree with what you're saying, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it, which is what all Americans or many Americans used to believe. Unfortunately, that's becoming more and more rare. Alex Jones is a perfect example. If you meet someone you want to know, do they truly believe in free speech? Ask them, do you think Alex Jones deserves to have a, a voice? Does he deserve to be on social media? And if they say yes, you know they're a true American. They believe in free speech and human rights. If not, well, subsequently, I'd say they're perhaps mentally vacuous or just immoral and not believing everyone has the God-given gift. And many would argue the God-given right that is free speech. One more, two more comments here. You have the World Peace Movement saying, quote, this is a coordinated attack on our democracy. I'm cooking 340 likes. Alexander George says, quote, proof you don't need a majority to win. Strategic takeover of key choke points is all that's needed. Dirty as hell. I'm cooking 698 likes, which, yes, if you could censor certain information. I mean, we saw this in the last election. They had polls where they asked people if you knew about the Hunter Biden laptop, would that have influenced your decision to vote for him? And granted, it wasn't like 50% of people said, oh, or Democrats said yes. No, it was between, you know, I believe, it was, depending on how many, they did multiple polls, but it was between, you know, 9 and 15%. And again, that would have been enough to sway the election. And again, you had over, what was it, 50 former FBI uh, informants or 50 former government agency workers where they swore the laptop was not real, it was disinformation. They all swore. Yep. Turned out they were full crap. So it'll be interesting to see if, Again, it'll be interesting. We've talked about this on top on the show before. I haven't heard it too often, though. Do we bring to the cultural forefront the discussion of political diversity? And is that something that business or workplaces will ever really embrace or care about? And do you think it's important to have those type of diverse environments at your place of employment? I, I think it might be interesting if that I think it might become more popular in the future. But let me know what you think in the comments. As always, be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek meets Javier Millet going viral, to say the least. Now, Vivek said this personally on his ex-Twitter profile or a little while ago, and he said, quote, he misses Von Mrs. Guy. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I'm perhaps I'm not the worst at public speaking, but plenty of room for improvement. And I do have a theory. I can't but notice when I first started the show, very few subscribers, and I was stumbling over my words left and right, speaking way too fast, even faster than now, believe it or not. And wasn't very bombastic, wasn't very, you know, articulate. But as I've gotten more subscribers, I have increased my speaking acumen. Now, some may argue that speaking acumen is only going up by a modicum or a little, little bit. But nevertheless, I believe it is an increase and an improvement. So if you can click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it because I do believe it will help with my speaking abilities. And obviously, I could use an assistance. So if you click that button, I, as usual, 
greatly appreciate it. This is another attempted quote by Vivek. He says, quote, he's a va misses guy. I'm a hike guy. Let's leaves room for reasonable differences. Winky emoji. And here's a quick little 45 second video. Racismo afuera. Howdy, congratulations. Thank you very much. Very happy. And you're more of a Mises guy. I'm a Hayek guy. But, uh, but there are good synergies between the two. And we want to bring that mentality to the U.S. So that's, that's what we need to learn. Yeah, actually, shut things down. But one of the most wonderful pensadores and Hopper, he is perhaps well known for trimming more fat from the government bureaucracy than any political leader I've seen in my lifetime. And yeah, it'd be certainly nice if we could trim some of the fat from the federal budget as well as the federal bureaucracy of federal employment. Lord knows there's much, many things you can cut from it. Now, this game went viral. got 2.3 million views in the first 48 hours and 38,000 likes. Now, I suspect everyone in the comments will be overwhelmingly supportive of this, but let's dive in and find out. One of the first comments comes from Brandon Herrera, who is also known as the AK guy who's running for office, I believe, not San Antonio, who's running for political office in Southern Texas. He says, quote, I dream of a government that is split along the lines of Mises and Hayek. I'm quoting 1.6 thousand likes. Paul Zazupa says, quote, Vivek and Malay are two exciting, exciting additions to the populist realm. They're sharp and strong with positive policies for their respective countries and put their people first. Argentina is already in far better shape because of Malay. Now the U.S. needs similar transition. I'm quoting 417 likes. Liberty Party says, quote, fantastic. If liberty is restored in America, it will be because of the ideas of Mises, Hayek, and Rothbard. And quoting 609 likes, which I was going to say, public schools in the United States probably wouldn't teach what the old theory is of Keynes versus Hayek. But granted, they have much, much important things to teach in public schools, like gender theory and identity stuff. And yet, teacher students still say they deserve more money. ACD scores, again, are at 32 year low. Now, going back to the comments, you have. Tallest Southern Gal says, quote, Vivek, thank you for igniting the flame of patriotism within me. It has been diminished for so long. I hope for our country as long as you are leading us. Getting 215 likes. Tiger Cat says, quote, please God, if you're there, let Trump pick Ramaswamy. I'm quoting 282 likes. See here. Albert Latham says, quote, our opponents are Marxist and or modern monetary theory guys and gals. So I'm glad either... Vivek Mises or Hayek, or he says I'm glad with, got 52 likes. Now our favorite leftist, well, we don't really like him, but I do appreciate contrarian thoughts because it makes life a little bit more interesting and I'm gonna say, life is a little bit more exciting when you have more diversity of thought and opinion, even if sometimes it is mentally vacuous. Now, Luke Zelisi is a famous leftist on the X Twitter platform. And he says, quote, if I was Trump, I'd be doing what Trump is doing with this charlatan Keep your enemies closer. Vivek's obviously some kind of con man or op. He comes out of nowhere with a thirty million dollar of his of his own cash to spend uh, to audition to the heartbeat audition to be a heartbeat away from the presidency. Unquote. Yes, that was extremely mentally vacuous. Maybe a little bit entertaining as a, in a funny way, and a lot of people agreed with that because, or with my assessment, perhaps remarkably put, because only one person liked that statement. But one person did like it. Other comments comes from God bless the USA says you Millet and Trump unquote getting 39 likes. Liverpool fans says quote this would be awesome if these join forces together and take the world back from the elites unquote getting 30 likes. So here a lot of the uh, a lot of the little 30 second clips of Millet just going through all the BS departments and ripping them off saying you know afuera you know get rid of that crap. Getting 74 between, eh, I would say it'd be 50 and 100 likes because there's a lot of people doing that. So it'll be interesting to see if we actually get someone in the U.S. to trim back on the federal budget or the headcount. I mean, it's never happened really in my lifetime, but maybe there's a small shimmer of hope. Maybe. 
Other interesting political news, you have Nikki Haley, I'm a woman of my word, tweet, backfires spectacularly. Some might argue worse than Ron DeSantis shooting himself in the high heel boot with his political campaign. Now, Nikki Haley on X Twitter said, quote, I'm a woman of my word. I'm not giving up this fight when a majority of Americans disapprove of both Trump and Biden. In the next 10 days, 21 states and territories will speak. They have the right choice. They have the right to a real choice, not a Soviet-style election with only one candidate. And I have a duty to give them that choice. Unquote. Perhaps one of the most mentally vacuous things I've read on X Twitter. But 31,000 people did like that statement, and as youth might say, it went viral. This is perhaps her most viral thing she said on X Twitter in the past 12 months. That got 8 million views, which. Again, for her, that's an all-time high. That's knocking out of the park. Now, not to brag, but I got 16 views on a video last week. And we got two likes, actually. Like, granted, for me, it's all about quality or quantity. Those two likes are the two, two coolest guys or gals of all who are watching my show and tuning in, just like you, perhaps. And if you have one one-thousandth of a second to like this video, I would greatly, of course, appreciate it. Now, again, she's saying it's a, not a Soviet-style election. Well, I mean, when I think of Soviet-style, I think... Many people would argue, well, isn't that political persecution of Donald Trump when he's being charged with the same things that other candidates and presidents have done, but he's the only one that's actually having charges brought to him? But no, she's saying it's Soviet, insinuating it's Soviet because we only have the Trump of Donald Trump or Biden? I mean, I mean we, many people voted in the Republican primary for Trump. I mean, that's why, that's why he's the forerunner. That's why, statistically speaking, he's so far ahead of Nikki Haley, she might as well be, well, I can't think of a funny enough metaphor for being in the rearview mirror of a vehicle. Perhaps she's so far in the rearview mirror that even Chris Christie would look small. or something to that effect. And again, I mean, every, people are voting for Trump. That's why he's the forerunner in the Republican Party. I mean, let's just pull up the poll aggregator for a, goal, a good laugh. So again, this website is projects.538.com and it is a poll aggregator. So it takes all the polls and just makes an average out of them. And right now, Trump is at, for Republican nominee specifically, he is at 76.6% of people saying they want him. And 15.6% of people are saying they want Nikki Haley. Now for her, that's actually high compared to earlier this year. She is around, eh, usually around 10 to 12%. Q4 2023, but again, I mean, he is leaps and bounds ahead of her, ahead of her. that's why he's the forerunner. But maybe I'm alone in this assessment. Maybe everyone in the comments is our big Nikki fans, they're going to all say, yeah, you go girl, or something to that effect. Probably not, but let's dive in. When the first comments comes from Cat Turd, who simply says, you're a horrible person, unquote, that got 27,000 likes. Paul Zuzupa says, quote, you're self you're a selfish, egomaniac, Nikki Haley. You know you can't win, but you don't care. You're just going to drag the country through this muddy nonsense of yours that will waste untold millions that could be spent on causes that are actually worthwhile. Shame on you, unquote. That got 8.9 thousand likes. Again, 8.9 thousand likes for that statement. Although, that being said, a lot of the money that's being donated to her is actually from people who are politically left and Democrats. I mean, most famously, you have the CEO, one of the CEOs of the most largest, most important companies on the planet in terms of financial, you mean Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, he actually recommended people to actually donate to Nikki Haley because she had so many policies that are very much similar to Biden. So a lot of businesses do this actually donate to both politicians as an adage old saying says, quote, hedge your bets. So, I mean, it actually might be taking away money from Biden and his campaign or prospective donors to him. That's not out of the realm of possibility, especially as we see a lot of Democrats who are registering as Republicans for these caucuses in the past couple months to cast their votes for Nikki Haley. Now, going down a couple of comments, one comes from the redhead libertarian, and she says, quote, I'm once again imploring you to please stop girl bossing. I'm quoting 1.9 thousand likes. R Rich Mooney says, quote, your hubris is ridiculous, Nikki. Your home state rejected your candidacy. You lost every state in a landslide and aren't competitive in a single poll in any upcoming state. I enjoyed watching you lose today, and I'm glad your career in politics is over. Hashtag never Nikki since 2014. Unquote. They got 221 likes. Western Lensman says, quote, The only thing that is Soviet style is a political persecution you're banking on taking out Trump. Unquote, getting 1.9 thousand likes. Brick Sweet 
suit, actually. Not as fancy as a suite, but nevertheless, it is a brick suit, so I approve, as all men should always suit up. Brick suit says, quote, in the next 10 days, 21 states and territories will speak, and they will say never Nimrata, unquote, getting 1.2 thousand likes. Mostly peaceful memes, who actually did not respond in a meme form, they responded in a text form, but nevertheless, allegedly, this alleged meme profile says, quote, Nikki Haley is no quitter. She didn't quit when she got caught cheating on her husband in that SUV, and she's not going to quit now, unquote, getting 8.2 thousand likes. I'll do one or two more. You got Joseph Pino saying, quote, Nikki Haley is a corrupt Democrat. It's that simple. I'm getting 5.5 thousand likes. Hollywood resistance, uh, resistance says, quote, you still can't even name a single state you could win. You're a corrupt liberal fraud. I'm getting 2.3 thousand likes. Last one we'll do DMAC. And he actually retweeted a post or a picture from Chris Parter. And he said, quote, hey, kids, your reminder, a vote for this. An arrow to Nikki Haley is a vote for this. And as an arrow to Charles Schwab. I got 4.1 thousand likes. And as I go down, I see more and more. Yeah, John Rich chiming in saying, quote, you remind me of what I loathe about DC, unquote, getting 3.6 thousand likes. DC Drano says, quote, read the room rate, lady, we hate you, unquote, getting 11,000 likes. I mean, I haven't seen someone ratio this bad since Chris Christie. And there's actually the fascinating mathematical phenomenon that we call the Chris Christie effect where in which you have a post on X Twitter and you get zero positive responses, which is a mathematical outlier. It almost never happens. But truth be told, every couple times when Chris Christie, quite literally a couple times, two times, retweeted something and not a single person responded in a positive manner. And allegedly he has a family, maybe some friends, allegedly a campaign staff, and not even they could give him a positive accolade to response on his X Twitter statements. And let's see how many there are total. There are 23,000... Yeah, 23,000 comments, so I don't think we can go through all of them today. But just scrolling through the first 100 or so, I mean, a lot of people are saying drop out. Liz Cheney 2.0 are two positive or two very consistent comments I keep seeing. A lot of people saying they'd rather vote for Trump. A lot of people saying Trump 2024. A lot of people saying big, big public trade companies are behind her. Couple of memes and gifs of Hillary Clinton, which is fascinating. Have you ever met anyone who's a Nikki Haley fan or a voter? I, I presumably it happens. I mean, she's gotten more than zero. Again, she's at what is it, fourteen? No, fifteen point six percent. So I mean, she's getting some votes in these polls, presumably from Democrats. But it's kind of funny. You've ne I've never seen a Nikki Haley like campaign sign in the lawn or like a, a Nikki Haley flag. But I mean, maybe that's just me. Let me know. Have you ever seen a Nikki Haley flag or a Nikki Haley campaign button on someone's lapel of someone actually being proud to support her? I, I would be really fascinated here if anyone's ever said that or seen that rather. Let me know in the comments. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have gun safes being recalled after more than 90 reports of people, people being able to easily bypass the lock. Now, I think the only surprising thing about this is that I don't think this is about master lock, which is notoriously known for making low-quality locks. Just look up the lock-picking lawyer, and you'll see that most master locks can be taken off and unlocked, perhaps not in a New York minute, more like a New York second if you're the lock-picking lawyer, because they're poor so poorly constructed and so cheaply manufactured that they're that easy to break into. Now, specifically, these looks like 120,000 gun safes were recalled because they were, have found reports of children being able to open them up without authorization. Now, interestingly enough, this is the federal government recalling them, again, more than 120,000 biometric gun safes after reports that they could be opened without authorization, including a child as young as six. Let me see here. Now, it looks like the cases that are being affected, I don't know who... These, again, marketing is a fascinating, phenomenally interesting thing. Some of these are called the Bulldog cases, the Awe Safe, Machire, and Mautech brands, which Awe Safe sounds kind of funny because it's A-W-E, Awe Safe, as if you're almost, as if you should, that should have been a warning, like you're already disappointed, like Awe Safe, you shouldn't be so easy to open, but nevertheless, people still bought it with that funny name. Now, the upside is, you know, the silver lining is usually there if you squint hard enough in life, now, silver lining this situation is that there have been no reports of injuries or deaths associated with the recalls, which are voluntarily conducted by the companies, according to the agency. 
That looks like looks like another manufacturer by the name of Fortress Safe was also said to increase their security because they're too easy to open apparently. And all disappointing, they actually don't. They actually, uh, let's see. So it looks like Richard Trukas, a CSPC commissioner, said that all the manufacturers should ensure the biometric gun safes are not shipped with default factory, factory settings, allowing them to be opened without any set of fingerprints. Which they know that the problem stemmed from people not programming the safes at all or not programming them properly, said Rutledge. And they say, quote, we take this matter very seriously and working out to help all recall customers. So it's, I don't want to blame the victim. Well, thankfully, it's a victimless crime at the moment, relatively speaking. But you can take a second to program your safe. More accurately, why are you buying a biometric safe? How mentally vacuous are you? Because, again, those are some of the most unreliable pieces of junk on the planet, especially because if you're in a stressful you know, stressful situation or an in inconvenient situation, your hands aren't going to be easily scannable. There are some low-quality um, thumb scanners or finger scanners where if you just have a little moisture in your hand, a little, you know, a little precipitation, a little sweat maybe, it won't work. So especially the low quality ones, it's even worse. So I'm a big fan of mechanical technologies and analog technologies, especially when it comes to simple things. I believe it's Fort Knox. There's a couple main USA gun safes where it's just all mechanical and just, you know, it's a combination of four different buttons that you push, but it's a little bit more reliable than this. But then again, when it comes to guns, obviously the most, well, I guess you shouldn't say obviously because it's the United States and most people, when it comes to solutions, they are, it's a nice way to seem stupid. Mentally vacuous, and they think we should have more gun laws that take away and disarm law-minded citizens. Now, to me, the obvious solution for many of these instances, especially when we look at accidents and unintentional discharges, is proper education of firearms from a young age where you teach them the four rules of gun safety, teach them to respect the item, teach them the importance and significance, as well as not just the fun you can have with the item, but also the importance historically, as well as the things that can go wrong if you do not follow the four rules of gun, of gun safety. Now, all that being said, these companies obviously should have had a little bit more, a little bit more safety procedures locked in, make it so they can't e open it so easily, or the default be so convenient for the users. But at the end of the day, still has the safes and the headlines. It's not good press for them. So, I gotta say that is the business blunder of the day. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Again, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of the month. So if you could click that button, I'd really appreciate it. Also, leaving a thumbs up, thumbs down, or even just a quick comment is a great way to give me some additional feedback, letting me know how I can make the show better and better. Lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe, fight the good fight.